on the latest episode of the new title drop, Michelle, Angela, and Melanie talk about what book worlds they'd like to visit and share their picks for titles to check out this month. This is the new title drop for July 2023. Hello, and welcome to our new mini episode series of The Book Drop, where we share new titles coming out this month. My name is Michelle, and I am the book club librarian for OPL. My name is Angela, and I am a collection development librarian. I am Melanie, and I am also a collection development librarian. Welcome once again, friends. Good to have you back here and for me to be able to talk to you about all the new books that are coming out for July of the year 2023. Um, So thanks for being here and ordering all the books. Um, To (laughs) get us started, uh, it is still the summer and uh, we all have travel I think on our brains Um, and so when thinking about that instead of like okay what book has inspired you to want to go to there (laughs) so which book would you want to like jump into and live in it I like I don't know about the term live in there forever Mm. you know like maybe just for a extended stay but my favorite book like when I was 13 years old was the never ending story. And I think it would be so cool to just go there and visit and like, you know, like fly in the sky and do like do all the things. I don't want to go to like the sadness lake. No. Um, there are parts that I wouldn't visit, but don't I would the nothing. Yeah. No, no, the nothing was terrible. I, I have actually restarted that book as an adult Ooh. and not been able to finish because of that oh, scene. Oh boy. Like yeah. two times. I just can't. It just makes me so sad. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I would like to, you know, like visit the queen and see how she's doing now. And but I'd come back. I'd come back. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd come back from mine. I'm gonna do a nonfiction cookbook that I have checked <laughs> out right now that I really want to go to. It's called Forest Feast Mediterranean by Erin Gleason. And it is just full of, full of this like beautiful photography. She's um, vegetarian. And so they're vegetarian dishes, but also cocktails. And they're all inspired by her travels to France, Portugal, Spain, and Italy. Um, they're like these gorgeous illustrations in there as well. And it just... The whole book has just this like amazing, carefree, relaxed vibe of summer on the Mediterranean coast, and I want to be there. Um, but until then, I will just go make the recipes from this from this book. <laughs> nice. Um, so one of the books I read recently was The Golden Spoon by Jessa Maxwell. And while I don't want to live in that book specifically, it is about a cooking and baking competition. And as a terrible baker that I might think I am, I want to live in that kind of secluded competition show I think would be neat. Um, They're also on this like gorgeous estate in like, I don't know, let's call it. I think it's Vermont. Vermont. Yes. I was like, it's New England. Yeah. So, you know, Uh and just like, you know, the mountain forestry and all that type of stuff. And also like, I don't know. So maybe I'm just replacing the competition with just like friends. So Vermont. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. And without the murder. And right? without the, the murder, death. please. Yes. Thank you. And the all the secrets revealed and that type of thing. That would be real great. Yeah. You all went to real places. Like my my very first thought was Narnia, Ooh. but then I was like, it's it's too cold. Yeah. For me. yeah. So so I had to move it to the never ending yeah. story. But like but yeah, I didn't No, I, I didn't love that. I'm not a fan I'm not much of a fantasy reader, so I don't think of fantastical places as much. So maybe if I was thinking more of what either. I've watched recently. Yeah. Let's all go live in an episode of Black Mirror. That'll be great. No, don't we already? I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, hope, let's see if some of these books will also take us on some to other places other than Omaha, I'm sure, so, for us to escape into. So um, who wants to share the first book that's coming out in July? Angela. It's me. None of my books take place in Omaha. Um, so my first one is still in this world though, and in this country, because, um, I, it's funny. I said, I don't read fantasy, but like, I'm starting to read fantasy. So some of my books are fantasy. Um, so I'm so excited to bring you this title because the author is a collection development librarian like us. Um, so it gives me hope that one day I'll publish my novel too. Uh, so Personal connection aside, this book looks really good. It's called One Summer in Savannah by Tara Shelton Harris, and it has been called An Unforgettable Portrayal of Family Tragedy, Bravery, and Redemption by Kim Michelle Richardson. After eight years, Sarah Lancaster returns to her hometown, which she fled after a sexual assault that resulted in pregnancy. She comes back to take care of her ailing father and his bookstore while confronting the trauma of her past and trying to protect her daughter from the family that caused her so much harm. Although her attacker is in prison, his identical twin brother has recently returned to the town and runs into his niece and later Sarah. His testimony was part of the reason his brother went to jail. They don't recognize each other at first, but will have to deal with their connection and possible attraction amid a very difficult backstory. Described as emotionally evocative and brimming with emotion and insight, this is a story that will pull readers in. This book debuts on the 4th of July and is available in print, electronic, and audio formats at the library. Awesome. Thank you. So my next book is also written by a librarian. <laughs> um, it's called How Can I Help You by Laura Sims. It comes out July 18th. I will say I'm hesitant sometimes to read books about librarians or set in libraries because oftentimes they play into stereotypes yep. or they get things incredibly wrong about how libraries are run. And then that distracts me from enjoying <laughs> what the whole book is about. But when it's a psychological thriller about two librarians and bonus, it's written by someone who actually works in the library, then I feel compelled that I can give it a try. So in this story, Margot, though apparently that's not her real name, is an employee at a small town library and she's hiding out there with a secret past of being a nurse suspected of killing her patients. Which, case in point, how does a library known for research hire someone with a fake, na fake, la fake first name? But anyway, so <laughs> new employee Patricia starts spending time with Margot and begins to, to suspect that there's something sinister about her especially when a patron dies in the library. Yeah. This is told in alternating points of view with unreliable narrators. 
And Publishers Weekly's review says that the author slowly brings the simmering plot to a boil and delivers a stunning climax. Exciting. That's so exciting. (laughs) Right up my alley. I can't wait. Also also kind of a nightmare. Right? Yeah. I don't know if I would. What was that? What was that other book? Uh, the woman in the library, the the scream in the li- the woman. Yes, the woman in the library. Oh my goodness. like the book in the book. Yeah, yeah. It's uh-huh. I I really love that one, but it was also like, oh my goodness, uh-huh. you know, like that that part of you that's like thinking about how the library is run is stressing out. <laughs> yeah. So I talked a little bit about this on the main podcast when, when I was on last time, but I recently read Certain Dark Things by Silvia Moreno-Garcia, and I can't stop talking about it. So now I can talk about something new because her next book, Silver Nitrate, comes out on July 18th. Silver Nitrate is described as a mix of the horror of Nazi occultism and the film industry. Montserrat is a sound editor often overlooked in the world of men in 1990s Mexico City film scene. A chance run-in connects her and her best friend with a famed cult horror director who claims he was cursed and unable to finish his last film. He recruits them to help him break the curse by finishing the work. But is magic and sorcery a thing that stays in the movies? Montserrat starts to notice a dark presence following her, and Tristan has to confront the ghost of his ex-girlfriend. Kirsten White, author of Hyde, says, I'd I'd read hundreds of pages of just Montserrat and Tristan being cantankerously charming best friends, but add a cursed film and a secret society of sorcerers? Perfection. No one punctures the skin of reality to reveal the lurking sinister magic beneath better than Silvia Moreno-Garcia. This is available as a physical book, audiobook, and electronic book, and it also meets the reading challenge of reading a book featuring a movie. That one, that one I find is a little harder, that reading challenge to find things. Mm -hmm. So like every time I see one, I'm like, oh, that meets it. Yeah, yeah, that would be a great one for that. Nice. So my next book is called A Good House for Children by Kate Collins. This one comes out July 4th. And this book's description had me at twisty gothic debut about a haunted house. And I was even more sold when I read the words in the vein of Mexican gothic by (laughs) Silvia Moreno-Garcia. The story is set in an antiquated Georgian house on a remote, of course, cliffside in Dorset, England. And it follows two different families in two different time periods. In the 1970s, a recent widow moves in with her four kids and nanny. And in the 2010s, an artist, her husband, and two children, including one with voluntary mutism, move in. In both timelines, the spooky house does spooky house things, and the residents hear footsteps and voices, doors open and close, objects move around, and maybe my favorite of spooky house things, the kids keep talking about their imaginary friends. (laughs) The women of the house in both timelines start to wonder whether these things are all in their head or if there's something more at play. The publisher calls this a feminist gothic tale that combines an atmospheric mystery with resonant themes of motherhood, madness, and the value of a woman's work. Wow. (laughs) Compelling. We're on theme today. (laughs) Okay, so my next one got me because of the cover. It's just gorgeous. And I just wanted to jump into the cover. And then I read the description, which sealed the storytelling deal. It's called The Sun and the Void by Gabriela Romero La Cruz. 
launches and it launches the Warring God series with a spellbinding sapphic epic fantasy about two young women navigating a world steeped in prejudice, folklore, and ancient magic. I've recently been dipping my toes into fantasy for the first time, and I've been loving stories like these in which the fantasy takes root in historical elements like this book does with South American history and folklore. Reina and Eva come together as they embark on a quest in which they fight the temptations of magic and have to be do the bidding of an ancient god. Sulin Tan calls it evocative and captivating, an enthralling tale of ancient gods, dangerous magic, family, and love. I can't wait to read this book, and it comes out on July 25th. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then my last one is The Sunset Crowd by Karen Tanabe, also coming out July 4th. This book seems like it will check any summer wanderlust and Hollywood vibes that you might want in a book. And it also sounds like a great read-alike for Daisy Jones and the Six and maybe even Crazy Rich Asians. The tagline is money and fame. In 1970s Los Angeles, everyone is fighting to reach the top, but very few have the talent, ambition, and luck to get there. It follows three women, Everest Scott, daughter of an Oscar-winning director and owner of the hottest clothing store for Hollywood's elite. Theodora Lee, an assistant at Paramount trying to get ahead, and Bia DuPont, a Rolling Stone and Vogue photographer following along at all the awesome Hollywood parties. It is said to have a gossipy, high drama tone while exploring the film industry and sexism in Hollywood. The more I think about this one, the more I'm getting myself excited to read it. <laughs> Another I was just movie gonna, one. That's right. I know. Yeah. So, Ooh. Hollywood and magical vibes here today. Yes. <laughs> I'm also going to say that when we were picking our books, we like picked the exact same books and then had to like, oh, parse them yeah. Out. Like Angela had her set, and I was like, I was thinking about this one. She's like, I've already, I'm already doing that one. <laughs> it's Call already tips. covered. Yeah. <laughs> fine, uh, fine. <laughs> the Sunset Crowd has a really enticing uh, cover. The, the colors of it, the way that it's those yeah. summer vibes and stuff, I just. So very appealing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have one more for you. And I'm going to stay in the land of science fiction and fantasy with The Carnival of Curiosities by Amy Gibbs. Another conversation that Melanie and I have a lot is like the words that pull us into wanting to read a book, like what are our, our catch words or whatever. Um, and circus and carnival definitely fall into that. Um, so that that had me hooked in. In Victorian London, spectators relish the opportunity to see the incredible carnival of curiosities. But it is said that backstage for an extra fee, the proprietor, Aurelius Ash, can perform real magic. For a price, he can grant any wish. The carnival star is a man who can create fire named Lucien the Lucifer. <laughs> Things are going well for this group of entertainers until a notorious London man comes by with a proposition that Ash tries to refuse but can't, as this man threatens the most vulnerable members of the troupe. A perilous course of events ensues as the contract is signed. Colson Whitehead calls it unique and emotionally engaging, a dazzling Gothic Faustian bar a Gothic tale of Faustian bargains, jealousy, and murder set in a spectacular circus where star-crossed lovers' destinies are forged at an unexpected price. A wonderfully imagined and fiendishly clever debut. This book comes out on July 11th. Give it to me yeah. now. <laughs> right, right. Circuit. Give it. Yes. <laughs> we were trying to see if we had, like, we could download it already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you guys want to chat about? Any other books? 
I mean, the list is never ending. So, but <laughs> yeah, we like we would be here for the next yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> three days, and then we just have to take a break to take a nap, and then we'd continue. And, and when are we um, gonna actually read these amazing books? So we need time for that. So go read yes, these, and then come back next month for the new title drop. And you, you got your new TBR. <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> awesome all the titles mentioned will be found on the list in our episode description be sure to stop by on the first tuesday of every month to hear about new books coming out that are dropping that month and don't forget to watch for our full-length episodes on fridays on your favorite podcast app that's our episode thanks for joining us on the new title drop for july 2023 thank you thanks the Book Drop is produced by Omaha Public Library. Our theme music is Trapped in Amber, courtesy of the band Lucid Fugue. Don't forget to subscribe to The Book Drop on your favorite podcast app and like and follow Omaha Public Library on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time on The Book Drop. Book Drop.